0: boogie monster with kyle canane and dave stone contact
1: the best authorities check on anything that seems to be extraordinary no matter what it is
2: when you see something that's frightening it looms large in the consciousness
1: it is the middle ground between light and shadow
0: between science and superstition the boogie monster podcasting the unknown
2: on oh
1: so many chiladas! oh yeah cvs across from the hotel only has the lime and salt ones not the ones with the clamato on mm-hmm. it but um, any kind of chilada, you give me mm, summertime still haven't tried that dave i need to get on that dave mm-hmm. i implore you okay i am uh yeah i had to go cvs and get uh I just got back to town. I was camping. Just got back to the old Hambone Inn here in Addison, Illinois. I got uh, some Jock itch spray and a chilada. Ready, <laughs> ready to record. <clears throat> I am. I am. I am uh, recording fully nude, sitting on a towel, just dripping in Tenactin. I'll tell you that right
2: now. Hell yeah, buddy. Hell yeah.
1: Man, we uh really steamed our biscuit driving this van all month.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you- does it need to be fumigated? That's what you think? Why right do you think now? I'm
1: sitting here with <clears> this <throat> fucking dick out on a hotel chair? There's a towel down. I have hmm. a towel down. Okay, good. But it just needs Where you at? It needs to breathe, man.
2: Did you say you're back in Addison? I'm back
1: in Addison, Illinois. Beautiful. Addison, mm-hmm. Illinois. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a room with a view of the freeway interchange. It's the beauty about That's Addison. Nice. All rooms have a view of the freeway interchange. Hmm. Addison is home to uh, a lot of ways to get out of Addison. They know they know what's uh, valuable here. It's the <laughs> land and highways. mm but uh hot dog man, yeah, got some of that got eat, I got eaten up by mosquitoes that may uh <clears throat> I think maybe they took the gout away from me. I don't know how that works that way, but that'd be cool I got I got to a point where I just kinda stopped caring anymore mm-hmm. And that lasts for about 30 seconds. And then you're like, fuck these fucking things.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, one time in the van, one summer, I had an ant problem. And uh, I just got to where I just tolerated it. Just like, go ahead. Do what you got to do, guys.
1: An ant problem in a van is inst- is interesting.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had some ants. I don't know if there was a open bottle of syrup or what, but uh, yeah, they ants for about a month, and uh, eventually I just I stopped swatting them and, and slapping them, and I just I let them do their thing. I developed a tolerance. It was a real zen moment for me.
1: I don't think that's tolerance, man.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think no. that's
1: just poverty. <laughs> you know, <some clears throat> there's some things you can have a tolerance for, like I'm camping, I'll deal with these bugs. If you're just living in a place that's infested, I don't think that's a tolerance. Yeah, you know, (laughs) roll with the flow. Well, we're all rooting for your quality of life is uh, subjective, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't want ants in my (laughs) van. I get ants in there. I'll just I'll burn it. I'll burn the whole van. Oh yeah. I probably got got weird big daddy long legs. That was one of the bugs. Then some Mm -hmm. big thing fell on me. I don't even know what it was, but it clearly wasn't flying. It fell out of a tree onto my lap. While I was reading a book, I was, re- I was reading Nikki Six's autobiography from Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's just talking about all this sleazy shit that he's doing. He's like shooting up stuff he found in the bushes in front of his drug dealer's house. And a bug fell out of me. I, I fell out of my camping chair. Oh, man. Yeah. So I guess I'm not as rock and roll as I thought. I'm usually pretty comfortable with <laughs> the bugs as long as there's an introduction. But don't just. Fall on me from the, yeah, from the candle. You learn anything interesting about Nikki Six? Um, it's okay. So I I finished Lemmy's autobiography, Mm -hmm. and I had Nikki Six's. It's it's the heroin diaries. A lot of it are pages from 1987 from his book, where or from his diary, and they're all pretty ridiculous. They're all just like, man, I can't believe I can't get off these drugs. Anyway, I got to fuck all these chicks. Show's sold out tonight, 30,000 people. Like, it's hard to feel bad for him at all. Yeah. So the most interesting parts are, like, other people weighing in and talking about that time that they were interacting with him. Because apparently he did all the drugs. I think that's a superhero in and of itself. Like, he should be dead. He died twice. Oh, really? He died tw- yeah, the song Kickstart My Heart, he wrote. But then like, oh, okay. it's an easy book to read because like, <clears throat> half the pages are diary entries of him just like, oh, man, I'm so fucked up. So you can skip through those. <clears throat> Another part of it are Motley Crue lyrics, which you shave off about 80 pages off the book because nobody needs to read Motley Crue lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and he's the writer. He is the brains of the operation. Does not speak mm-hmm. well for the band Motley Crue. No. Um, but I listened to some Motley Crue on the way back from uh, from Wisconsin. I was like, you know, they, they had some tunes. They had some good tunes.
2: They do yeah. Shout at the Devil. They do that do that Shout them? at the Devil. They shout at I like, them. Them. Yeah, at I like that one. Yeah, Shout at the Devil. I like devil. that one. They're Live Wires. Live Wire. They, need they do Dr. Feel Good. Dr.
1: Feel Good. That's their big comeback album when they all got clean and sober. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. <laughs> Dr. Feel Good, yeah. their best-selling album. Okay. Yeah, I, I was never a huge fan, but I didn't dislike them the way I did a lot of those hair metal bands. They, I tolerated them. They were
1: vibe. trashy, mm-hmm. and they were one of the early ones. You know? Yeah. I mean, still silly. McMars Mars? Mick, Mick Mars in that band? Yeah, Mick Mars, who was a parent. And his w- weird mustache. Yeah, 78 years old back in 1981.
2: <laughs> yeah. A real goblin.
1: Yeah, I think they got. I think they resurrected him. I think they shouted at the devil, and the devil's like, "All right, here's this guy.
2: We'll give you. The, we'll
1: give mm-hmm. you him. We'll give you this gargoyle that I've had down here for a
2: while." <laughs> oh man, dude, what'd you do for, uh, yesterday for the fourth?
1: Fourth, man, I was just just sitting in a campsite in Upper yeah. Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, just
1: went up there. How'd that go, my buddy? It's you know what? I think I have a hard time dialing into camping when it is just sit there, and that's okay.
2: Yeah. Like, all you got to do is sit that's, there. That's why I love it. Oh, I I got nothing to do today but sit here and enjoy nature. Yeah,
1: but it's hard. it was still a family campsite, so I wasn't really enjoying oh. nature as much as... You know, listening to somebody, some domestic dispute across the road about like, "Well, we had more fucking hot dog buns if you would have bought more hot dog buns," and I'm the one being like, "Guys, quiet hours are 10 p.m." Yeah, And know, oh good. You got your child an electronic game to play with in the middle of the campground, like,
2: yeah, that's good. I'm,
1: I guess it's not the way I, uh, the ideal way I'd like to uh, consume the outdoors,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but sometimes you don't have a choice and you got to go to a family campground.
2: Was it uh, super busy? It was pretty packed.
1: The first one I went up Thursday night, and so the first one we were looking at was a small campground. and It was all filled up. Unfortunately, this one was just ten minutes down the road. It was like it was like an hour or so out of the UP. So it was northern Wisconsin. And It's nice. I mean, I'll tell you, like the idea of Bigfoot or people seeing creatures in the woods, I get it, man. Yeah. You go up there yeah. to drink. Like that's what you do. You go up there to drink. And then there's just the mystery of the woods around you. Mm-hmm. And so you can come up with any kind of story and people will be like probably there's too much shit to
2: cover up there. That UP is nuts. It is desolate.
1: Yeah, I did, I almost went today. I was like, man, I'm going to go to Marquette. I see there's bike trails like dude, I need to buy a shower, or buy a shower. I need to buy some ointments and light my skin on fire just for a little bit just to burn off mm-hmm. the mosquito bites and burn off the the double glaze of DDT I'm wearing from four days of spring off all over my body. Yeah, I took a I took a van shower. That was nice because I had lake scum on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lakes are nice, but you're definitely you you know you're swimming in a contained broth.
2: Oh yeah. In a small yeah, it's lake.
1: gnarly. Like yeah, you're really just paddling. We're on a kayak. We're just paddling through ingredients, man.
2: <laughs> like a big bowl of fuck,
1: Yeah, it really it really is just a lot of a lot of stew that's not leaving the area. That that algae has been here for two hundred years.
2: <clears throat> I never understood that's why I always get confused with freshwater and salt water. And lakes are freshwater, correct? Yes. Unless you're and talking about the Great fresh Salt Lake. It. Yeah, okay. But lakes never seem fresh at all. Like, an ocean seems more fresh because there's more circulation going on. There's, there's more flow.
1: That people get to saltwater pools now because you don't have to put chlorine in them. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's a good way. Do you float? <laughs> you float more in saltwater. Plus, what everybody's talking like, uh-huh. oh, your eyes, but it'll burn your eyes. I finally was thinking about that one day, and then I went and opened my eyes in the ocean. I'm like, this is fine. Your tears are salty. The ocean's salt. You can open your eyes in the ocean, no problem. If you're not a little bitch.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. If you want to go to the beach and not be a little bitch, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Take it from me, the guy's sitting here with no pants on. Don't be a little bitch. (laughs) I still, I am, I I think normally I would get kind of grossed out by some of that stuff, but I was like, fuck it, man, it's hot out again. I'm getting in this Mm -hmm. scummy lake. Yeah. I'll, I'll scrape the stuff off my body, I'll scrape the, the goop off.
2: Yeah, lakes, you know, for many people, that's their only aquatic choice. It's their only option. I, I mean,
1: <clears throat> they're calm. You can fish. A lot of them, it's like, all right, no motorboats or anything, just real easy going with
2: a kayak or a stand-up mm-hmm. paddleboard. Yeah, we used to go wade around uh, Lake Alatuna in jean shorts just denim and lake water. Oh that yeah. Is, uh, I mean,
1: I I put on a swim trunk, but I was rocking my Daisy Dukes for the past week and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which might account for the fact uh, that uh, I got my undercarriage rusting
2: out. Oh no, you got to take care of that. <laughs> yeah, man, <we're clears throat> frames rusting. Got to keep it. Got to keep it dry. <laughs> I gotta
1: get. <laughs> I, gotta get
2: <laughs> I, gotta
1: <laughs> some, I gotta get some Rusty Jones on here. <laughs> I gotta roll in. Oh man. Gotta roll into Midas and get the spray
2: my undercoating. Oh, boy. So are you done with the uh, the tour part of this trip? You got any more shows, or the, is that it? Um,
1: Fort Wayne was the last official show on this leg. I'm still looking to maybe... I know some people have been reaching out to me, and if I haven't gotten back to you, I haven't really had much phone reception the last five days, and I've just been driving, and so I've been ing- ignored. a lot of social media. So I apologize. But... I might throw some surprise ones on the way back out of Chicago, but okay. that was the last one. Fort Wayne, man, it's awesome. That, <clears throat> the shows have been great. This, I'm excited to get back to touring. If I haven't mm-hmm. said thank you for the gifts and everything I've received, which are not necessary, uh, but thank you, everybody. Fort Wayne is just, that's just a good time out in Fort Wayne. A dude brought <clears throat> cutouts of his kids because he's it's like, it's like his kids. Like they like your comedy too, but they're too young. So we had just giant cutouts of them that he had behind him, which was super weird. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Like I will talk about this, but it was a uh, man the sec the second show in Fort Wayne. You know the shows where like I'm totally off the book. I don't even know if I'm gonna get back to the book. Yep, I'm just jamming and having fun with everybody that's here. And then I had a hotel. That's awesome. Yeah, I had a hotel, but the van was behind the bar. And then the bar next door was a gay bar in Fort Wayne. I don't know how many of those they got, but it was right next door. I'm like, well, I'm going to this gay bar because I'm not trying to make a journey. And everybody else was there, too, because it was like, man, it's just a dive bar. Happens to be the more gay of the bars that are there. Gay, mm-hmm. It's a gayer bar than normal.
0: hmm
1: But it was just karaoke, and some group of dudes kept giving me shots, and I kept taking them. And normally I don't. Uh, normally I don't accept that, but I did. I got I got gay bar drunk and slept in my van. There you go, buddy. Did you make any friends? I mean, no.
2: Just there were festive. Just people.
1: people that were hanging out. There's was a mm-hmm. lot of people from the show too, because they are like, oh, we're parked and there's a bar, so. Yeah, it's less. Uh, it's uh, I think uh, maybe in a smaller town like that nightlife has to be more multi-purpose. Uh-huh. You know? They're like, oh, well, I would really like to listen to heavy metal, but there's a country western bar here, and I like that music too, so all the metalheads go to the country western bar. All these <laughs> fun-loving people would like to keep partying, but it's a Wednesday night, and one place that will be partying is the, gay, is the karaoke night at the gay bar, so we're just going to go there. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah, People man. are just in for fun. Good, good time, friendly... Friendly fun having folk.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, uh. Chalada,
1: baby. Tell me about your you weekend. Go. Enough about me, Dave. Enough about me.
2: Kyle, yesterday, uh, 4th of July. Did you have clothes on right now? Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm fully clothed. All right. Well, it's, I guess it's, it'd be weird if we were both nude. Am. Yeah. No way, dude. Not even over the phone.
1: I don't even do gay shit over the phone, man.
2: Uh-uh. No way.
1: <laughs> I'm talking to another who dude. I'm said, not even scratching my shit,
2: man. Who was it that had a joke? I'm so straight, I don't even look at my own dick when I pee. <laughs> I remember who had that joke.
1: Somebody had a joke about their fa- like the masculinity that still exists between a father and son where they can't say I love you. Like, I love you. (laughs) Oh, okay, then. Like, because even that would be too gay is to admit that you love your own son. Bobby, if you weren't
2: my son, I'd hug you. (laughs) So, dude, yesterday. Fourth fourth, of July. Fourth of July. Made some ribs because I thought it was just Katie and I just kicking it at the crib. Gonna have a, a pretty chill little Fourth of July. Made some ribs. I made Mexican ribs with that Tajín Classico seasoning I keep raving about. Oh boy, that that stuff is just made for pork. Just made for I pork, mean, I, baby.
1: I saw that the, that picture of those ribs.
2: Oh, they were. I've redeemed myself, Kyle. I'm back. Back on top of the mountain. What What did you change? Fish. Uh, lowered the temp and just uh, kept a closer eye on them. And I used that meat probe that a, a listener sent me. So shout out to that dude Again, much appreciated. It's uh, this Bluetooth meat probe. You stick the probe in. you, you download this app. You, you Bluetooth it to your phone, and uh, it tells you when the internal Blue temperature t- is blew where a you tooth want it Bluetooth out of my be.
1: meat probe. <laughs> Yeah, I blew exactly. my tooth out on this guy's meat probe. It doesn't even <laughs> fit to what you're saying.
2: Nah, so I thought it was us. And, not and then, gay, but like, I
1: blew a tooth out on this guy's meat probe. <laughs>
2: And then last minute, uh, Katie informs me that her dad and two nephews are coming. And, you know, they're fun. They're always welcome. But I just wasn't expecting company that day. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a less. So uh, and, and I didn't have enough ribs, so I, I, I cooked a bunch of hot dogs. And, Kyle, I think I may have cooked the perfect hot dog yesterday. I want to talk about hot I'd dogs. I'd like to hear that. Home. Did
1: you? That's but okay. first, did you guys just eat the ribs at them while they ate hot no, dogs? No, we, we,
2: we shared. Okay. Like, eh, these are for us. No, it's a nice thing. That's a nice thing that you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was really wanting to take down a whole rack by myself, but you know, that's you know, I open up my house to whoever strolls by, you know, it's kind, it's kind of you. southern it's hospitality. Good karma yeah. Out there. Yeah, I think I made the perfect hot dog, though. Let's, let's let me let me explain what happened. Um, first of all, you mm-hmm. got to start with a good dog. Got to start with a good Frankfurter, and uh, for my money, it's the Boar's Head natural casing hot dogs. Uh, the ones that are a little um, not so uniform, you know, they don't come in a uniform pack. They, they, they come in like a grip. It looks like somebody just strung a bunch of wieners together and bound and them up with plastic. So, do you know what I mean? It's not, like the, of it's firewood. not the brick. Exactly, exactly. So sure. they're not, some, they're you know, some are a little longer than others, you know, whatever. Uh, so the natural casing, all beef, boar's head, frankfurter. All right, that's where it's at. And, oh, boy, are those delicious. So I smoked those. Uh, You know, really, with any hot dog, you're just heating it up. It's already been cooked. But I just thought, yeah, throw those on the smoker. And uh, so you added a little smoky flavor to them. Then the the second most important element, in my opinion, of of a good dog is the bun. Got these brioche buns. There's a brand called uh, St. Pierre. Uh, I don't know. You know what their distribution's like. If it's a regional thing, national thing, but they have their own little display in the bakery section. They're not with the other hot dog buns, the you know the uh, the mainstream buns. They have their own little end cap, own little little stand, and they, they do hot dog buns and hamburger buns. They're both amazing. It's the same. I use uh, Saint Pierre for my hamburgers as well, but uh, little brioche uh, hot dog buns. So I got the. Do I you know the, Ryan
1: O'Flanagan? Sorry to interrupt.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know, Ryan. Funny yeah, dude. He, has, he just makes the dumbest
1: videos, and mm-hmm. they're great. And one of them is just him saying brioche like a reggae. He's just going, brioche, 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 brioche. And that's the whole video, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Oh, That's my interlude yeah, right there. Just funny. He just took the word brioche. He's like, no, it sounds like it should fit in a dancehall reggae song. And it's, it does. It's minutes of him just saying brioche, brioche.
2: Anyway, it's a fun word. It is very fun word, and he shows you just how fun it can be. Sorry to interrupt. That's all right. I got the smoked boar's head, all beef, natural casing, frankfurter going. I got the Saint Pierre brioche bun. Now here's what I did with the buns. I took a whole grip of the buns, and I wrapped them in a big wad of damp paper towels. Took like four or five of them. Okay. Damp paper towel wrapped them up real tight, and then around that I wrapped them up again in aluminum foil. So I took that big pack and threw it on the smoker for about ten minutes and let it get all steamy. All right, so now we got the smoked frankfurter, we got the steamed brioche bun. Then I made a homemade relish of just raw white onion, banana peppers, and pickles. Okay. So I, di- I took a bunch of bunch of onion, banana peppers, and dill pickles and okay. diced them all up together. Made mm. made a nice little relish. And just uh, and then just hit it with some good old fashioned French's yellow mustard, and maybe the best fucking hot dog I've ever had. I was I was real impressed. I was real pleased. What do you think?
1: Hot- is it really the assembly, or is there one thing that like
2: because that relish got me interested? I think it's it's the same way. It's the same principle with anything you're cooking. If you just use good ingredients, and then you know decent technique, you're, you're gonna have a winner you know people think that oh it's just a hot dog I'm not going to put forth any effort I'm going to get the the cheap shitty hot dogs and the cheap shitty buns no no get the good frankfurters get the good buns and then add a little you know little personal touch you know make a little homemade relish or or whatever you know some you know you could do a little spicy mustard type thing you could you could doctor up your own mustard whatever but just i just love all those flavors combined just the 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 squishy Soft bun, the snap of the hot of the frankfurter, the bite of the relish, the bite of the mustard, and just you know, if everything's done properly, oh man, it just comes together to be such a, mm, just a fun dance in your mouth. Oh, you're right, it was so good, dude.
1: I mean, a little part of me was like, all right, you're getting a little too good for. You're getting a little too good for hot dogs there, but then I was like, all right. Why, sh- why shouldn't I let them have their day in the sun?
2: Yeah. Don't, you know, you got to remember where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. Don't get above your razor. Just because uh, ju- I'm, I'm Johnny Ramone
1: only plays uh, the same three chords on a, on a Mazrite guitar doesn't mean you can't play other stuff on that guitar. Does that make sense? I'm just excited mm-hmm. to talk to somebody, Dave. I've been isolated for several days.
2: My metaphors oh, I, I are understand. off track. Oh, you're doing fine. But, yeah, it was a wonderful hot dog. I was very pleased with that. Um, The ribs were on point. Uh, Smoked corn on the cob. Oh, man, this smoked corn on the cob, dude. Took some good uh, corn on the cob, melted some butter, uh, mixed in some of that tajin, and uh, basted that, brushed that onto the corn, and then smoked that for a couple hours. Oh, man. And then uh, I tried to do tater tots. I fucked up the tater tots but uh
1: how'd you fuck up you tots know.
2: well i like to deep fry my tots i don't do the oven it's they're just real mediocre Fr- frozen fries frozen tots in the oven frozen wings in the oven just real mediocre so uh but we didn't have enough oil so i tried to use a small uh little little uh saucepan and just do small batches and it still it just wasn't enough oil and you know, I got the, I got the uh, the oil up to 350, but because it was such a small amount, as soon as I put a handful of tots in, it just brought the the temperature down, and it didn't cook them; it just turned them into mush. So, lesson learned: well, need a big pot and a lot of oil if you're going to do a little deep frying. But uh, yeah, the the uh, the dogs and the ribs and the corn just turned out golden. Oh boy, good, it was a good time. Did a good job.
1: <clears throat> yeah,
2: real pleased with that.
1: Well, nice, buddy. What was the, what was the rest yeah. of your week like?
2: Um, okay, had a had a street justice false alarm the other day. False alarm on some street justice. Uh, when was this? This would have been maybe Thursday. So I'm leaving the house. I'm going to go hit up some record stores, go fart around, run some errands, look at some records. And while I'm leaving, I noticed that parked right in front of the house is an old minivan with two dudes just sitting in there. Okay. And I noticed them. And I was like, all right, just, just two dudes just sitting there. And it's just, you know, you don't want to judge. You don't, you don't want to overreact. But at the same time, you got to keep your antenna up. You know, you got to be aware of any potential dangers out there. So just seeing, you know, two 30-year-old dudes in an old crappy, it was an old, um, like a Previa, was that a Toyota or a Nissan, that old Previa weird-looking Bubbly. Uh, it's bubbly looking, yeah. Yeah, bubbly. An old Previa, just two dudes just sitting there, not doing anything. Looked like they were on a stakeout. So I see, I see them, and I think, all right, what are these guys up to? So I leave, I pull off, but then I circle the block like two or three times. <laughs> Before I go, continue on to my destination. I just circle the block, just to see what they're up to. They're still sitting in there, and then at that point, I'm like, "Well, I don't know what else I could do, you know." So hopefully, they're just doing something else, and you know, whatever. So I leave, and uh, I'm in the record store. about About 20 minutes later, Katie calls me, and she's freaked out. She said, "There's these two dudes standing right in front of the apartment mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. They look like they're up to no good." Mm-hmm. Then they walked to the back of our building. They walked up our driveway and went into the back of the building. Right. And, and looked around, <clears throat> and she said, "I'm just." And Katie rarely does this. Like she's, she's not um, a drama queen in that sense, where she overreacts to stuff like that. So, <laughs> way uh, to enunciate. She's not a drama queen <laughs> in that sense. In, in that sense, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, rarely. I mean, I, I don't know if she's ever called me and said, "Hey, can you come back? I'm I'm weirded out by so and so." Um, but she she was truly weirded out. She says they walked to the back of the property. They're looking around, whatever. So I'm like, all right. So I I circle back, and uh, I see them out front, a little little ahead of the apartment. So they didn't see me. So I was like, well, do I do I go talk to them immediately? Let me go in and mm-hmm. and, and check in with Katie, and see see what the thing is. And. She said, eh, "Everything I just explained." She explained to me. They, they walk to the back. They're looking around. They just look suspicious. She, and she's like, "I'm just genuinely a little freaked out. Can you go talk to them, see what they're up to?" Well, then I observe, and one of them uh, is inside of an old VW bug, an old blue Volkswagen bug, like a '70s model. So one of them's inside that. The other was is hanging out, is uh, standing by the passenger window, bent over talking to them. So they're talking so back they're and in, forth, and I'm they're just in a different wondering. van now. Yes, yes. They showed up in a van, and now one of them's in a bug, and the other one's standing outside of the bug talking to him. Okay. So I'm observing, and they just, I, you know, they didn't really, it, from my vantage point, they didn't look suspicious then. They looked suspicious when I left, just sitting in the van. But then, all right, it's a guy sitting in a car, and it's another guy outside talking to him. No big deal. But she's like, I was like, I was like, honey, I think, I think they're just, you know, she's like, no. No, they're up to something. They walk to the back. And that's, that was the determining factor for me of like, okay, there's no need for them to walk to the back of the property. You know, if they're doing something with this car, if they're meeting somebody, do whatever, that's fine. But there's, that was the thing that made me go, okay, if they walk to the back of the property and we're looking around, then, yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to have an explanation for that. So finally, I approach him. And one of the dudes a big old dude. He was like 6'4", 300. So I was I was polite, you know. I, 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 <laughs> so I, I was I polite to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't just come out just aggressive, like, hey, fucko, what are you doing? Uh, I was just like, hey, hey. I called him boss. Hey, boss, what's up? And he, he was friendly. He said, hey, man, what's up? I was like, hey, uh, not trying to pry here. Just curious uh, what you two guys are, are doing. He goes, oh, something about the car. Oh, my buddy's VW. We're doing so. We're looking for a part or something. Something about his car was broke down. Blah blah blah. And I go, okay, that's all well and good. Uh, let me ask you one more question. Why were you guys in the back of the property? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, his mom lives in this building. And I know the other three tenants in this building. Four four apartments in this building. I know everybody. And I go, really? His mom lives in this building. I was like, this one right here. And he goes, yeah. And I go, huh. And I said, I don't know about that. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I know everybody in this building. And, you know, and and there's only one apartment in this building where mathematically that would even be possible. There's this, uh, the people live next door, nice couple, but I just, uh, they're probably in their early 50s, late 40s, early 50s. But I never knew the woman to have a son. Of course, I don't know this woman that well, so it's very possible. (laughs) But, you know, I've known him for a little over a year now. And, you know, we see each other a couple times a week, just neighborly small talk, whatever. And uh, it didn't even dawn on me that that was even a possibility. And I got a little cocky. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that's right or something. Well, she's how you
1: treat the other kids in a building. Why would she let you know that she had a son?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, well... He's like, and he wasn't rude or anything, but he was. Just, you could tell he was getting a little annoyed at me, and he was like, "Well, go ask him then." And I was like, "You know what? That's a great idea." I was like, "Hey, dude, your mom lives in this building," and, he, and then he stated her name and her address, and I go, "Huh," and I still didn't believe him. <laughs> so I texted her. And I said, hey, not trying to be a nosy neighbor, but there's a couple of suspicious dudes around the building. One of them says your son. I just want to verify he is who he says he is. And she texts back immediately, yeah, that's my son. He's having trouble with his Volkswagen. And I'm like, got it. (laughs) <laughs> and then I went out and was like, yeah, man, sorry about that. I didn't know Linda was your mom. Uh, I didn't know she had any kids, uh, and I, I told them like twice, two or three times, like, yeah, I'm not trying to fuck with you guys. We just had a bunch of weird stuff going on, a lot of theft and weird things, and, and, and they, were, they were nice about it, but uh, boy, did I feel like a turd.
1: Yeah, it, like, it could have it, gone a couple of ways on their part, too, mm-hmm. of like why does this guy give a shit but also glad somebody's looking out for a building that my folks live in.
2: Yeah, and he did say that. The guy's like, ah, no problem, man. Thanks for looking out for my mom or something like that. Or like, keep looking out for my mom. I was like, absolutely, dude. Again, sorry. Wasn't trying to give you guys trouble. But the fact that they walked to the back. And they never explained why they walked to the back. But I think um, the, these same people I'm talking about, these same tenants have is a whole nother story. But they have taken it upon themselves to. Uh, there's two garages. There's four apartments, but two garages. Uh, they don't rent either one of the garages, but they've turned the rooftop of the garages into their own little patio. There, they got potted plants up there and and paving yeah, stones man. and yeah, yeah, it's fine. using, <laughs> it's the, like, using oh, the space. Thanks. This is a space we don't pay for, but we're going to use it. That's neither here nor there. But I, the only thing I could assume is she was like, hey, if you stop by to, you know, pick up your car or something, check out our patio we made. So I'm assuming, you know, that's what they were doing in the back of the property. Uh, you know, because no other reason to be back there, even if their mom did live there. There's, you know, that's not their garages. They don't have any, you know, jumper cables or anything out available. So I was like, why would they be back? Oh, maybe they're just looking at the patio that they did. And, uh, but yeah, so, but that's why you can't, <laughs> you can't overreact. You can't always assume you can keep your radar up, but you got to give b- people the benefit of the doubt. And I did, I, I, I again, I wasn't a dick about, it, I wasn't aggressive, but when the guy told me, there, I just, the other guy's like, yeah, his mom lives here. And it just, just something was like, I, my immediate reaction was like, that's bullshit. Cause I know everybody lives here. And, and then I, right when I said that, it's like, well, mathematically Linda could have a 30 year old son, you know? But, well, but yeah, no harm, no foul. That's my thing with like apartment
1: living. If I saw people wandering around, I'd usually just like, whatever. I make sure my shit's locked down. Yeah. But apartment, yeah, it's like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah.
2: but yeah also false alarm there oh and uh this happened the other day if we can change gears real quick um let's talk about cats you want to talk about cats i mean i like cats i'm I'm a big
1: fan i'm a big uh fan of cats
2: probably yeah you haven't seen jenny nooch in over a month now
1: no i miss my i'm I'm missing my girls man at least rachel came out for a week but i'll be honest I'm, i'm missing i'm missing the ladies in my life
2: I get it. I get it, dude. Said she ran dude, she I, ran
1: off last night but came back this morning on account of the fireworks. Oh so.
2: I don't talk enough about this topic on this show, but I just I absolutely love my two cats, uh, Harvey and Truman. Just just a couple of sweet boys, a couple of tuxedo cats. Um, Katie adopted them together like seven years ago. They're not she, she thinks they're not actually brothers, but even though they look the same, they're both tuxedo cats. But uh, when she went to adopt them, they were bonded. Uh, I never really heard that term in this context before, but just meaning, like, they they need to be uh, adopted as a pair. And nobody okay, wanted sure, to sure. adopt a pair. So anyway, she adopted them about seven years ago, and they're basically brothers. You know, they, they've known each other their whole lives, and just sweet boys. Harvey is kind of the alpha. He's more of the – uh, Harvey's not concerned about anything. He's not skittish. He's, he's, he's got swagger. He's, he kind of runs the place, and, and he's a sweet boy. But, you know, Harvey's got some confidence to him. Sweet little Truman, I don't know if a previous owner abused him, and just thinking about that just makes me fucking furious. But for he's super skittish. The way, like, abused animals are sometimes, and I, I hope that a previous owner didn't do it, but he's just so skittish, and we've never been able to figure out why, but he's also just so sweet. He's such a sweet boy, but just you got to tiptoe around him, no sudden movements. He's at the drop of a hat. He'll run under the bed, and you won't see him for two days. <laughs> just uh, he's uh his nerves are frayed. So I've known uh, Truman this whole time I, I She yeah. and I were on and off years ago But I've known him this whole time But you know since we've been living together About the last three years We've really slowly You know trying to, to build our relationship And uh, he, he lets me pet him But just a few seconds at a time And I've just I've never re- really been able to connect Or bond with little Truman Even though I want to so much Because he's so sweet The other day I'm sitting on the couch And he just sashays up and he looks at me and starts meowing, and he never will sit on the couch with me. Like, Charlie will come sit on the couch next to me. Harvey will come sit on the couch. But Truman's like, no, thank you. That's way too much. <laughs> he just he can't handle that. He hopped on the, up on the couch, and we had a session, and I'm not exaggerating. Now, keep in mind, I've never petted him for more than 15 seconds straight without him doing something and running off. I've never had more than 15, 20 seconds of mm-hmm. – of, of pda with him we had a 30 minute session and we were just i was pulling out moves i didn't know i had uh, it it were it felt i know this is a weird analogy but it felt like you know when you're a teenager and you first start having contact with with whomever you know some <laughs> sexual contact whether it be actual sex or just making out or whatever a but you're strange <laughs> line of thinking right now dave <laughs> i'm not gonna lie is, but uh... you know what i mean do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you when you teen, when you first when you're new to all that, you're or at least I was. I was very self aware and self conscious of what I was doing. Is this good? Does this work? Do they like this? Do they like that? So I was just I was just in the moment, and for thirty minutes, oh boy, I was was scratching the chin, scratching the head, switching hands, switching positions. Oh, he couldn't get enough, and it was uh, it was a milestone in our relationship, and I just. Uh, it was. I know this sounds ridiculous, it's, but it was, it was just a special moment. It was a real special moment. The
1: eroticism is strange, sure. hmm
2: No, but do you know what I mean? Like, like when the first, first time you make out with a girl or a dude, whatever, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, it takes a little practice. I mean, I get, I get, because I
1: get, I, you know, I, I understand. You're trying to, like, get to know the personality yeah. of the animal yeah. and what a cat may or may, like, one cat might like yeah. this, another one might not like this kind of thing.
2: And he's super finicky. Like he's any wrong move, and you may not see him for a day or two. Like so, you've got to really tread lightly. And it, we we had like a an emotional makeout session. It was awesome. Oh, we. I, just, I mean, uh, all
1: right. That's again. That got weird. But I I think <laughs> I I mean I do understand what you're saying. I would word it differently for myself. But that's me. Yeah. That's me. If you want to take it into a. a a sort of cuddling bestiality type of thing. That's entirely <laughs> Boogie Monster is about freedom, man. But freedom to mm-hmm. express how what you need to yeah. express.
2: But Thank I, I, I totally I understand
1: that. what you're talking about. Like, like I mean, old Lil D was a stray cat, so we had no idea of like, can we pet a stray cat? Okay, it's kind of by the arm of the lawn chair, so you could reach down and pet her from the top. And so yeah, now I get like you got they have personalities. Mhm. They have personalities yeah, just, that you I, need to uh, like uh, you know, they're not going to change for you.
2: Yeah. And I've never craved acceptance from a person or an animal as much as I've craved acceptance from him. I, like I've been working on this little bastard for years now and uh I think I think we're finally I think we finally advanced our relationship to to a new level.
1: You know, I never wanted to like Oh, boy, cats are this way and dogs are this way. But I do think, like, people's attraction to the different animals, like, dudes like dogs because the whole thing is you try to control a dog Mm. and get it to obey and get it to do what you want. Boy, like, they think dogs are loyal. Like, was it loyal because you instilled that loyalty because you created – of like a, a loyal employee to you? Yeah. Like, was that, is that loyalty <laughs> or is it the fact that, okay, I put in the hours of training this thing. I made a soldier, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's like the, uh, then cats are just like, no, nah, this thing lives with me. And sometimes we watch mm-hmm. TV together.
2: Yeah. And that and I, it's just so harder to, it's so much harder to, um, uh, to connect with a cat than it is a dog,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like it's an animal. I, why do I need a connection? If the if the cat chooses me to connect with me, cool, man. I'm I'm gonna be pals with you. Yeah. Just like if a dog's friendly and wants to hang out, I want to hang out with that dog.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't want to get an animal knowing I've got to like create this thing that. Looks to me for every command. Like I don't want that pressure. I want something independent. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like shit, man. Live your own life, dog. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a special moment.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad you had that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Really. Yeah. Really working on my moves. Got this little pet slash scratch thing I'm doing. I'm gonna put on a seminar. I
1: mean,
2: <laughs> get petcock. I'm <laughs> a <Kama> sutra. <laughs> it's getting. It is getting. A, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. All right. It's
1: getting a little yeah, horny, right. Dave. I'm not gonna lie. You're mm-hmm.
2: getting. There. Yeah. Oh, I was. Um, I've been emotionally horny for this cat for years. It's, emotionally. I just. I want. That's horny. That I want is us horny. to be pals. I want us to be pals.
1: That's what hor- horny is—an emotion.
2: How do you yeah, feel? Not I th- feel th- horny. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> I've said. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stop while I'm not ahead. I
1: I'm in a I'm in a Hambone Inn in Addison and I in an hour the only side of the conversation someone's heard is I am fully nude of uh, hornies an emotion. That's only, who that's who what they've heard.
2: I thought you were being funny. Is it really called the Hambone Inn?
1: No, it's a Hampton Inn. I just called oh. it the Hambone Inn. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Well, that's twice you said that. The first time I thought you were joking. Okay. Hampton No, my it. hometown really has like- a
1: Hambone Inn. <laughs>
2: That's what I was saying. I was like, "That's a bizarre name. It's a name,
1: bone it. and rib eye, ham bone and ribeye, which is also contradictory because it's either ham bone or bone and ribeye.
2: Mm-hmm. Ham bone. I. That's, that's a great. I love. I call you ham bone sometimes. Yeah, it's ham, a bones, fun, ham
1: bones. Ham A good name to throw out there.
2: Fun nickname. But I. I was like, wait, is he really at a? Okay. Hampton ends are, are good though. That's uh that's always kind of my go-to if I can afford it on the road. They're consistent for the most it's, part.
1: You know, I got my points. There's a, there's a shadier one on the other side of Addison. that uh, mm-hmm. Apparently my cousin, who's the fire chief, he's like, oh, we're there every night. Somebody's ODing in that one every night. Which is funny because they tore down the old drug motel that you could get hourly mm-hmm. rates at and put like this Wyndham Gardens in there. But then it's still just as shitty. Like, that, like the, the geographic location. Cause then I look too. I was like, ah oh, man, one's only sixty bucks, and this Hambone Inn's over a hundred. I'm like, I'll save the money. I'm like, nah, I just want to sleep. Yeah, you know, there's more.
2: I appreciate s- the fact that Hampton Inn always uses uh, white linens and white uh, bedspreads or whatever you call well, them. Who doesn't? Oh, dude, uh, go to any two star motel, and you're gonna have some weird. Dude. Purple, maroon, bullshit. I'm not, bullshit. Try, I'm
1: not uh, trying to fuck around You know what? You know how I learned why everything's white? It's I used to close well, yeah. I used to close caption what was the fashion design show. Remember that one? Not that you would fashion for any reason, show. but yeah. It yeah. was like a reality uh, show, but it was for like fashion designers.
2: Fashion police?
1: No, no, no. It was like every other like chopped or anything else where people start off and they have to design clothing.
2: Huh. Yeah, I miss that one. Yeah, I
1: mean, it wasn't my thing, but it was a well-done reality show if you like that kind of competition. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we would close caption it, and for what it was, it wasn't bad. But then they had to design outfits for people in a kitchen, like design chef's outfits and sous chef's outfits and everything. Mm-hmm. And somebody designed it with colors, and they got their ass torn out by one of the judges. Because like, the reason everything's in white is so they can bleach it out when they're done yeah. because of the stains. So if you're staying in a Mm -hmm. hotel that doesn't have white sheets, it means that shit ain't clean. I I know about the stuff that happens in hotels. Yeah. I at least need the illusion of cleanliness. And I do well enough. Like, you know what? I'll spend the extra few bucks when I am getting a hotel. I've stayed in those seedy places. And then Mm -hmm. you're just sleeping with your own clothes on anyway in a bed Uh, with the fucking heater, air conditioning, farting out, whatever piss has been left in it from the last Five high school parties that rented the room before you.
2: Yeah, I never use the air conditioner. Got, I'd rather just be hot,
1: dude. I'd rather, I'd rather walk in the woods naked on a freezing night than look under the bed
2: of Ugh. one of those hotel rooms. Oh it's a miracle I, I haven't had bed bugs yet. Knocking
1: on wood right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ants. No, in the but van. I've, I've
2: stayed in. I've stayed in many a shitty hotels that had, don't have white... Uh, is it bedspread? Is that the right term I'm looking for, bedspread? Yeah. Comforter? Comforter, yeah. Uh, many are just like maroon, purple, brown bullshit that you you can't tell what's been on there. But yeah, Hampton Inn, you could tell. Like, of course, you expect the sheets to be white, but the everything is white, and I, and I appreciate that. That makes it easier to spot the pubes.
1: That's what I mean. There's, that's, I think that's why it's a disclosure-type mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh ah. man, I just got uh, just dick out staring at a Schlotsky's. That's Addison, <laughs> Illinois, baby. <laughs> Schlotsky's still around? Schlot, not this. I, I, I honestly, this it's now called. Let's taco about it. It's a pun on taco. It used to be a Schlotsky's.
2: Oh. That's, yeah, I like schlotskys I don't see the them anymore. The oldest
1: shit you can do in your own in your hometown is say what it used to be and what, what mm-hmm. it used to be wasn't historic either. I'm like, oh that blockbuster, that that cricket wireless used to be a blockbuster video. That's all I do in Addison. <laughs> oh, that taco restaurant used to be a schlotskys Oh man. <laughs> Addison Illinois. Oh, should we
2: should we get into a topic, or what, what do you feel like doing? Ulcer just hitchhikes out of this town. I'll tell you that. So, Addison, that's uh, is that west of Chicago? That
1: is twenty miles down Lake Street. Okay. Twenty miles west of the city. Okay. Not uh, what, what do we used to have here? There's, uh, it was. I'm sure there's some sordid tale of settlers and whatever they did to the
2: indigenous people around here. When did uh, are your parents from there originally if not when did they no they, they moved out they were
1: both working at O'Hare so they moved here wow. they're both from Melrose Park originally which is just outside of the city still Mafia run I believe Melrose Park really and now they moved out to Addison uh, we used to get on the news a lot in the 80s for it being a floodplain. Huh. Now there's a lot of lovely retention ponds everywhere. So not as many floods, oh, okay. but just permanently flooded areas that used to be stuff. Like hey, that used to be the Louis restaurant. Well, it's a ditch they dug so it could flood intentionally. Hmm. <laughs> a restaurant that would flood every year and then nobody would go to it anymore. <laughs> but they used to keep ducks in back that they would use for cooking. They were like it was like a higher-end steakhouse type place, but we're uh, ride bikes to the field and go pester the ducks they had in the cage behind the restaurant. So they were live ducks that would they would later cook. That's uh, that's the assumption there. I don't, I don't know why a restaurant huh. just has live ducks. I don't know why a restaurant would have pets.
2: Yeah, i never seen that, like, like a lobster tank, you know. But, yeah, go pick out your duck. We'll kill it and cook it for you. You a lobster guy, Dave? Oh, yeah. Big fan. You know, I... I don't have, I'm not in the socioeconomic class where I can eat it a lot, but, uh, you know, any opportunity to get a lobster or lobster tail, but even a whole lobster. I've, I've only had whole lobster a couple of times and uh, really enjoyed it, even though a lot of people complain about, us, oh, a lot of work, you know. That's just uh, the price of doing business when you're dealing with shellfish, man. To me, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I, you know, while I was talking, did I talk last time how Rachel and I went to one of them Cajun boil places? No. In Memphis. I don't think so.
2: Maybe you did. Oh, that
1: was part of all the weird coincidences. Uh huh. Where remember I said, it was something about like, what kind of party are they having in this room? And the balloon fell right, right in front of me. That was also mm-hmm. the same part of the trip where Rachel's like, oh, it's a place. Imagine we go into some place. that just got a, a wall of Bill, big mouth bass, Billy the Big Mouth Bass. And we go yeah. into this place yeah. called the Flying Fish. And it's exactly what they had. Because if you brought in your own Billy the Big Mouth Bass, you got like a free plate of uh, crab fingers or something. <laughs> but, so we did. We sat in this We had uh, little, the plate of crab legs and shrimp. Which Rachel, I, I would always get frustrated with the shrimp because I didn't have a technique. And Rachel's like, you got to take off their buttons, those little legs, mm-hmm. and then you got to open up their little jacket for them. Mm-hmm. And so that got me. I figured that one out. Yeah. For the shrimp, crawfish are gotta, like I don't need that much work.
2: Oh man! I don't. It's good. You suck the head. I don't
1: want to suck any brains out of anything. Nah. No. Do you do that with a lobster? Do you get a whole lobster and suck the whole brain out?
2: No, but well, now you're giving me ideas. I was gonna say,
1: what you animal to are you not it. gonna do that to now?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I love crawfish, man. I'll tell you this, though. I just like, uh, it's like
1: sunflower seeds. Like all that work, and you're like, it was okay.
2: Those boring-ass whole-boiled potatoes, y'all can, y'all can hang on to those. Uh, like, see, we, corn were getting, I we, were, we were eating
1: those like apples.
2: Yeah, it's just they're boring. It's so boring. It's just like, hey, look what else we got. Okay, just give me, give me the crawfish, maybe a little corn. I didn't mind a little The starch, sausage. Maybe. Yeah. No, I love potatoes, but just a whole boiled potato. What am I supposed to do with this? Just something else to soak up the seasoning, yeah, I guess so. Did I tell you uh I got solicited by uh, a mobile meat truck the other day is that is that prostitutes
1: or is that <laughs> what why, what in what way
2: blow, well uh, blow your oh tooth I don't think I, I don't a, think a
1: meat thermometer.
2: I don't think I talked about this either. Uh, Katie and I just on a whim the uh, last week we went to a bar for the first time in a year and a half. I saw that was exciting. I saw that picture. You guys went. To, what is it was a tiki bar. Yeah, yeah. I went to a tiki bar. Well, we were gonna. I had the idea. I went to a record store and uh, I've st- I I started to befriend some of the uh, the employees there. They know me and uh, I was talking to one. Guy. I bought a Devo record the other day, and uh, the guy's like, you know, my buddy's in a Devo cover band. He's playing tonight at Alex's bar. Oh, yeah. uh, place you and I've been to uh, good spot down Long spot. Beach. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, so I came home and I was like, Katie, let's go see a Devo cover band, and she likes Devo too. And uh, we both were like, yeah, live music. And then like ten minutes later, we're like, ah, what time? <laughs> we got to pay to park. And it just, it was. A little, I think we just got a little overzealous. You know, for the first time in a year and a half, to go out like, eh, we we might need to build up to that. So ultimately, we decided not to to go to the live concert just because we're old. And It's like, oh, what time do they go on? Then what time are we going to get back? So uh, plan B, we uh, went to a tiki bar, and just it was just delightful. I think it was called uh, the Bamboo Inn, Bamboo something, uh, on uh, Anaheim Street in Long Beach. Uh, Really cool, just low key uh, tiki bar, and we went at the perfect time—about three o'clock on a Friday. Uh, you know, just a few hours ahead of you know the late night, or not the late night, but the the weekend crowd, the Friday night crowd coming in. So that's that's my sweet spot. I love day drinking. I love I love being in a bar at two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spent about an hour there, just chilling. I had a couple of silly tiki drinks, rum. Passion fruit, pineapple, bullshit, whatever. Uh, just delightful, and uh, so we stagger out, and of course, uh, still daylight. So you know, I love the dark bar, and I love just you know coming out, and then boom, get hit by the yeah, sunlight. Ah, like a couple of vampires, and sitting in like right in front of the place, like I think he was even in like the handicap parking or something. But just like right up front was this uh, meat truck, and he immediately he sees me, and he goes, "That's that's a customer." And he pops out, Did he get <laughs> just immediately po- pops out of the driver's seat. Hey, guys, I, I forgot what his pitch was. And I don't want I'm morally opposed to solicitation. Is he I, he's anybody, straight selling
1: I, steaks out of the thing? He's one of those guys?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. All yeah. right, okay. Selling steaks and, and cuts of meat out of a refrigerated truck. Yeah. And just, just the concept alone, I'm morally opposed to being solicited. Anybody with a fucking clipboard at a grocery store, get away from me. You know, even kids selling candy bar for what? You know, if you got some good shit, we'll talk. But I don't want this Whoa, generic bullshit. Let your parents send you to basketball camp or whatever. I know that makes me sound like an asshole, but I just it's a bit much. It, whatever I need, I I know how to go get it. I don't need you just jumping out of a tree and uh, Listen, pitching I'll me. I'll go on to the butcher to
1: get my steaks, and I'll finger fuck my cat, and that's how I'm gonna do it.
2: All right, <laughs>
1: I don't need anybody telling me different. <laughs>
2: But my point is I don't want to be solicited by anybody unless you got a truck full of meat, then I'll listen. And uh, so my, my natural instinct was to like, no thanks, hard pass. But I was, when he said, uh, he said uh, USDA prime meat, I was like, I'm I'm listening. Talking to me, about me,
1: uh, either way I'm in.
2: Yeah. And uh, this guy gave me his whole, whole pitch and, he knew that he was uh, that I was an educated consumer too, because I was asking him what it, what was choice. Did he have choice? Did he have prime? You know what kind of cuts do you, you got? Bone in? You got boneless? What do you got? You could just tell, like, oh, okay, this guy knows his shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, and we had, you know, I listened to his pitch, and he had some. The only thing is, we had we were walking home, and it was hot, and it was about a about a two mile walk, so we, we knew we were going to walk for at least thirty miles. I was like, look, man. <clears throat> This also, he, he was selling choice ribeyes for $3 a pound. would have been defrosted by the time he got home. That's true, but I just, you know, I, if I'd have had a little tote bag or, or a backpack or something to put them in, I would have totally. But I even told him, I was like, look, man, I don't know if you do door to door sales, but I told him what neighborhood I live in. I was like, dude, you knock on my door anytime in the near future with these same deals, you're going to have a nice sale. Is there, yeah, do He's they have like, a right.
1: jingle on the truck, like the ice cream truck? Does the pop go to Weasel? <laughs> I can't...
2: I could run it out of the house.
1: Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's the, the T-bone street? man's jingle to get Dave huffing and puffing down the block?
2: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean three dollars a pound for choice ribeyes, dude. That's easily twelve, thirteen, fifteen bucks a pound at a grocery store.
1: I mean, it sounds like you yeah. blew it, to be honest.
2: Well, I told him, I gave him, I, I told him where I lived, and I was like, dude. You're the only and I told him it's like you're the only door to door salesman I'll listen to. So you, you come you come a knock and, and I'm home, you got you a sale. I just we were on foot and I didn't have any you know, I didn't want to just walk two miles with a couple of stakes, you know. But yeah, that was you know, it was just funny because he saw me. He's like, This fucking dude, this is my this is my customer base right here.
1: Did uh what was that? I like that he. I I got caught. What's the place in the Atlanta airport? And they do
2: like hot dogs too. Hot dogs too.
1: They do. They have hot Who dogs. Sells- like you know there's burger places. There's your Chick-fil-A, and but there was a place that has mm-hmm. hot dogs. Might be a hot dog on a stick. I don't think it was though. I don't know. Somebody got I can't me. Recall. I think they had the the tongs in their hand, and they just clacked them at me, mm-hmm. and they're like. Give <laughs> in to it. And I was like, "You're right." And cuz I looked once and I'm like I like being sold stuff sometimes. Really? Sometimes I when I, like sometimes I think it's fun. Mhm. Especially when they're kind of jerks about it and I know I'm not going to buy it. I'm like, "All right, let's have this dance." Yeah. Let's have this let's have this weird dance.
2: I told a, uh, a DARE representative one time that I'm not interested in signing her petition because sometimes drugs do good. <laughs> she looked at me real weird.
1: We had a dude come into the, uh, the closed captioning place, and he had to uh, sell us on why you should get AFLAC insurance, uh-huh. which is insurance on top. We all had insurance, and it's extra insurance. It's insurance for what your insurance doesn't cover. If that doesn't say Mm -hmm. the system's fucked. Exactly. I don't know what does. But he's like, say you break your hand and you can't come into work. Well, insurance will cover this much, but then you're out of work for six weeks. And the guy was just a sweaty weirdo. And so I was just like, what if I just break my own hand then? Like, I'll break. Are you going to give me six weeks? You're going to pay me six weeks? I'll break my hand right now. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't. You can't just go doing that. Says who? I'll get out of this fucking job immediately. I dare you to ch- tell me I can't do that. I'll break my finger right yeah. now. And it, trust me, it won't set right. I'll get 12 weeks out of it. <laughs> just trying to give this guy a hard time because he was just a sweaty... <clears throat> You're trying to sell me insurance. Mm-hmm. You're trying to sell me a thing that I already feel is... Uh, institutionally, we shouldn't need it. Mm-hmm. But then this guy... Because he had made some like weird sweaty... like rape shower type of joke in his presentation and that's when everybody was like Ugh. fuck this guy this guy sucks let's make fun of him
2: what kind do you remember the joke what, what,
1: no just something what? like and then you're in this tr- trouble and you're just uh, you know you're taking a shower by yourself crying and you're crying in the shower uh, kind of thing after like something that was like mm, you're just a weird nervous dude yeah and we're gonna that's eat a you alive that's not thing to weave into a pitch yeah we're gonna yeah. eat you alive but just anybody yeah. that, that chooses sales
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I know Te- people need jobs, but... Ugh, but telemarketers, yeah, person.
1: telemarketers for a while, when I would get an actual person, I would just fuck with them.
2: But now you can tell, now you the, can tell that
1: they're so over it that they don't even...
2: What is the scam with the uh, your vehicle's extended warranty? Because I got one of those the other day, and she said... Uh, I get them every day. You know, I... Yeah, and I sometimes I, I'll answer them just because I'm bored. No. And she says we have an offer about your. I, she said, uh, "Tell me the make and model of your car." And I was like, "You called me? You call? What? You tell me what make and why are you calling to offer me a thing if you don't even know what car I have?" Yeah, they just want to get information she, from you.
1: Yeah, they'll just get to a point where you have to give them a social
2: security number or something. So is it is it a legit scam? They're just trying to get some info out of you. Yeah. And how is that legal? How is this it's not, not being regulated? It's not. Huh? It's not. Yeah, she got mad. She got mad at me. and I think she hung up. Good. You call you call me. You tell me. Hey, we see that your car. Your blah 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 blah. Okay, if you have some legit info, but yeah, I guess I'm naive. That's just weird. That the, that's no. just a thing that they do. No, I don't pick up the phone ever. Now it
1: just goes to yeah. Now it just goes to messages, but. Mm.
2: oh boy so what's next on the agenda man you so you go, you're gonna hang in addison for a little bit
1: uh i got a buddy in town i'm gonna go tear it up i'm gonna go tear it up on lake street uh maybe go uh shit what do we got out here we got a we got a shoeless joe's sports bar
2: Okay. Got a Pyramid Club. You know about Shoeless Joe bar. Jackson? <laughs> you you know Shoeless Joe Jackson,
1: you know that story? I this is probably just named after some drunk that wandered out of Best Buy without his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there is there really truly is fuck all to do in Addison, Illinois. We got we got a <laughs> we got a Dave and Busters, which is also D&Bs. what I call my genitals. Got my D and Bs. We got a K one. Got we got a K one golf uh, race carts. We got high speed race carts. We got a Dave and Buster's. We got. uh, I'm sorry if I was off mic. I was looking out the window trying to remember what. A couple driving ranges. Got a bowling alley. But it's not even historic. It used to have history to the town. There used to be these old buildings that lined Lake Street, and then they widened it because people couldn't where they were driving so fast to get through addison they had to add other lanes to the street and so they Hmm. moved they tore a lot of the old buildings down but a lot of them they actually picked up like from the foundation and moved them into the neighborhood so there's a few of those left from like turn of the century late 1800s houses but most everything's just single-story strip malls and franchises that have been converted into other franchises. We don't even have an old Taco Bell anymore. The Taco Bell is now a fucking KFC because then Taco Bell moved down the street. I don't Fucked if I know what they're trying
2: to do with this town. You should go bowling. What are your thoughts on bowling?
1: I enjoy bowling. I don't have a problem with bowling.
2: It's a good time.
1: When it's the only thing you got to do.
2: Yeah, I like a good bowling alley bar.
1: This this is one of the style. only old things in the town left is the Stardust Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah, do. I, I cool. do like a bowling alley bar. You go down to uh, Shadow Lane's down in Koreatown. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been uh, there. Yeah. What else? Yeah. There's not much. Not much to do around here, man. Gonna hit up some pals and. I don't know. Fuck off, I guess.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, have fun, buddy. Memory lane.
1: Yeah, man. That's it. How many friends and pals?
2: How many pals from, let's say, pre-comedy days, pre-comedy Kyle Canaan's life? How many of those pals you still keep in touch with when you go back to Addison?
1: Oh, quite a few, man.
2: Really, and a lot of people. Yeah, stay,
1: stay and start families. My buddy who's here now is actually come is in from Michigan visiting his mom. My other buddy was stopping back right before he moved back in the city, so I saw him the other night. And then people, you know, people got jobs and careers around here.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of industry,
1: big hub, Addison, Illinois, big yeah. uh, big uh, industrial area. That's where all my jobs are the were. Day?
2: What are the big employers there?
1: There's no, I don't know if there's like an Amazon or something, but it was all just like a lot of warehouse and manufacturing. So that's when I started working. I worked at a Clyde's Delicious Donuts, which is a regional <laughs> distributor of donuts. They would freeze them, They'd de- they would do deep, like a gymnasium sized deep freeze that I have to crawl around in. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Was kinda, that was a, a weird, fun job for work, like working mm. in a donut factory, like a very stripped down, Willy Wonka esque type of scenario.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, then I worked at a place called Plastic Works, which made like little clamshells for phone accessories, just some rinky dink tiny warehouse thing with a, you know four salesmen in there, and I would just worked with another dude in the shipping and receiving area.
0: Huh. Did a
1: lot of shipping and receiving. It's really in my wheelhouse. <laughs> oh man. It comes in, you write it down, it goes out, you write it down. Smoke a lot of cigarettes, sneak a few beers. Some of the stuff that shouldn't have gone out goes out. Some of the stuff that should have come in
2: didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good times. When do you expect to be back in uh, Oregon?
1: I'm thinking that uh, if I start clipping back in a couple days, mm-hmm. you know, now. well, now I'm, I'm, I'm venturing into the vast greatness of uh, – Northern United States. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't done a. I've done a trek through North Dakota or which whichever one. What's got wall drugs? it South Dakota. Mm-hmm. One of those. But Montana and Wyoming. I'm still keep a lookout on the Twitter and Instagram. Everybody. I think I got a hook up in Wyoming. Might need one in Montana. Probably by next weekend, maybe I'll be out that way or or early next in about a week because I don't know how many days it's going to take, how much fucking off I'm going to do, but I know I do. It's a
2: beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing to just travel and not be on a strict timeline. I mean, I'll get there when I get there.
1: Yeah, we did the, you know, I had the official shows. I got I got a couple of bucks. For the shows that were on the on the books and now these are the fun ones and the places I never go that's to great. so
2: that's great this would probably be out of your off your route but uh, man if you ever get a chance to go and mess around up in Duluth Minnesota that is a beautiful part of the country Duluth eh kind of right on the yeah it's way up north I think it's uh, extreme northeast Minnesota kind of near the Canadian border just absolutely gorgeous up there been up there a few times. Wisconsin, Minnesota, all that, that all that area, especially in the summer. You know, I, I don't want to be there in the winter, but in the summer, beautiful.
1: Yeah, we'll get to get up to them Boundary Waters. We'll see. We'll see. I can't. I can't make Good. any promises. Stay tuned to, to the social media, and it'll, it'll be like a day before of like I think I'm going to hang out in this city. So, what about you, man? Where are you doing shows? Let people know. Let people come see.
2: Oh man. I'm uh, doing some shows with you. It looks like that'll be fun. Uh huh. Tagging on to your uh, to that southeast leg of your December run. Just, I think we uh,
1: we're both going to need the refreshing air.
2: (laughs) So that'll be fun. Yeah, I got some other dates: Uh, Portland, Seattle, Reno, Eureka. All that can be found at my website, dumbdavestone.com. I got some local shows coming up. I uh, got one July 31st here in Long Beach. I don't have the exact location. I'll be yapping about that. A uh, couple people hollered at me like, "You need to let us know about the local shows. We want to see." Because I said I don't like to advertise those, but I'll advertise. But that's people.
1: I mean, if you know you're going to be doing 10 minutes on the rest of the show, and yeah. it's and it, because it's local, you know, like yeah, I'm just doing a spot, but come by to a fun show. Yeah. That helps the whole show by letting people know what's going on.
2: Yeah, no, and typically I do that. I think I'm a little self-conscious this time because I literally haven't been on stage in a year and a half. And so these first handful of shows are probably going to be pretty rough. And I had to do the same
1: thing. It's a weird one. (laughs) yeah, But it's fun. It's fun to know that comedy can scare you still.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a quick uh, shout-out and a thank you to Linward Woodworks. You can find them On Instagram at Linward Woodworks, that's L-Y-N-W-A-R-D, Linward Woodworks. Um, I plugged them before when they sent me uh, this badass, I think this guy nor myself really know what to call it. I think we're just calling it a turntable enclosure. Just this little box that uh, goes around your turntable to make it look a little more aesthetically pleasing than just the, the metal and plastic of a turntable. But uh, So he made me one several months ago, just this beautiful, I don't know what kind of wood he used, but just beautiful, just wood, just nice craftsmanship. Um, but he sent me another one because, uh, he, you know, I was telling about, a few months ago when Katie hooked me up with the record room and got me a second turntable. So this dude sent me a second turntable enclosure. So shout out to him. Also sent me uh, a couple of pieces, another little now playing sign that I I can put my, uh, put the record that's playing currently in there. A little nice presentation for that. That's fine. Made a little little piece for Katie, a little sign and, uh, wouldn't even let me pay for shipping. I was like, "Dude, let me at least pay for shipping." He told me to fuck he's off. He's
1: trying to hook me up with a table for the van. I'm like, I don't even have the s- system set up yet to put accepted <laughs> table. But
2: good folks, but yeah, just yeah, beautiful stuff. I I, I really respect people that uh, have that skill and that talent. Uh, I, I I've I've mentioned how that's something I want to do in the future. Like when I retire, I really want to get into woodworking. But uh, as of now, I, I have no knowledge, no skill in that area. So I, I'm always impressed when people could just make shit out of wood. They know the proper techniques and the proper tools and stuff. But yeah, great craftsmanship. If you need any cool wood stuff, uh, Linward Woodworks on Instagram. At Linward, L-Y-N-W-A-R-D, Linward Woodworks. I, I, so I wonder what my, give next, a my next line of hobbying will be. You know? Yeah, I'm always thinking about that. What am I going to do, you know, later in life when maybe I'm not touring as much or whatever? I'm already mediocre
1: at so many things. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I add another one?
2: (laughs) Well, you should. Just to have fun, man. You don't have to be great at it. But I definitely think woodworking is something I want to get into. I've never believed greatness Um, to be a barrier for anything. No.
1: I'll. Just fucking... That was uh, when i had a back when i had a tumbler i think it was called uh what was it called Shoot, shooting for bronze instead of shooting, shooting for third was, shooting for third was the tumbler mhm reach for the bronze <laughs> yeah shooting for third fuck that's what it was back in the Tumblr days huh mhm yeah man i never got into that i i i never blogged much it was a fun thing to do for a while, mm-hmm. and then everything else there was so much of other other things to take your activity or uh, take your attention mm-hmm. so that's why I was like, well, I, I can't keep doing all these things, and it seems like Twitter's the one to focus on, so I went towards that yeah, <laughs> but shit man well let's let's land this turkey.
2: I gotta okay. go well, I'll the... save this topic for next we week got, we'll I get the topic, topic next <laughs> week, buddy. We'll get into it next week. It's a fun one.
1: i got to get out and hit these hot Addison nights, man.
2: These hot Addison streets. Hell, yeah. Yeah, man. What are you going to do? Some T.J. Fridays? Some Chili's? Well, what the
1: Applebee's doing? is now a brunch. It's called Brunch Cafe. Okay. I'm happy about it. The Brunch Cafe, much better than the Applebee's.
2: Yeah? IHOP,
1: freestanding building, popped up overnight over here. Hmm. Venture is now a Best Buy. A bunch of other shit over that way. Quiznos, what have you. Mm-hmm. A lot of food that is clearly just shipped in, already cooked. That is what Addison yeah. is. If you want food that has been mass-heated mass, <laughs> mass heated somewhere within a tri-county area, Addison has got mm-hmm. you covered. Hmm. Dunkley's is... Well, actually, it sounds like
2: a fun place.
1: little spot down from my parents' house that they like to walk over to, which my mom, God bless her, just 72 years old with a cigarette in her hand going across four lanes of traffic. Just... <laughs> And then on the way back with a couple glasses of wine in her, I'm like, wear light colors, Jesus. Not too, oh, oh my, me. can't my hip hurts too much to get down to the crosswalk? <laughs> oh, well, fuck, it's gonna hurt a lot more <laughs> when a, a Hyundai Sonata takes you out. But they go, they were going to a <laughs> play called Dunkleys, where they make a, they do make a nice little. Little quiet bar restaurant right by my folks, and they do a good job over at Dunkley's. I'll throw a little shout to Dunkley's. It's a hard name to get you hungry. Yeah. It's not phonetically pleasing. No, it's not wetting the whistle at all. <laughs> Dunkley's. <laughs> Definitely, it does sound like a nickname of a guy that you were bummed out that he found out about your party. <laughs> Fucking yeah, Dunkley's here. Fuck. Ah, that bastard. Good. Dunkley's here. Going to drag everybody down talking about his divorce.
2: Oh man, he puked in my plants last time. Dunkley's. But anyway, but it is a Dunkley's. good spot.
1: Don't let the name fool you. It's It well, used cool. to be well, called used fun, to be man. called John's Pizza. So that's now called Dunkley's. It's John's Pizza. I used to go tour up there. Here's a little folklore. Sat eating at the Pyramid Club. That used to be a Zayers. Then it was, and then it was a, a furniture warehouse. And now it's called the Pyramid Club. It's a pool hall. But we're eating a the pizza there. We're like, this pizza is really good. It tastes familiar. This is how incestuous the pizza scene is in the <laughs> Chicago surrounding areas. It's because they had actually bought the ovens from John's Pizza because John's Pizza was award winning. So they bought the recipe and the same ovens to bring over to that place down the street so they can make the same kind of pizza. Hmm. Commitment to the machine okay. that does it. Like, there's, I ma- like there's it. magic in the machines. So Mm -hmm. that will be – maybe I might go there tonight and have a pizza pie.
2: Man, get out there and have a nice American suburban experience. You know, we're always looking for the cool spots or the interesting places, but sometimes it's right in front of your nose at a Dunkley's. They
1: got – I mean, there's not a lot – I mean, also I'm 44 trying to figure out what's fun. And you -hmm. know what? I bet for a 44-year-old that lives around here and wants to see their buddies but stay close to home because they got family and work – a Shoeless Joe's is probably scratching that itch. Yeah. I don't need anything. We got a place called the Poor House over here next to Mario's Deli, which is my buddy who I'm meeting. It used to be his dad's deli, but they sold it. P-O-U-R or P O O. Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, Begby's Poor House. And they do more like, it's like a tiny place with craft beers and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a good hang. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going
2: to see if they're open.
1: What do you got? What do you got on the docket this week?
2: Jack shit, just nothing. Just, uh, just gonna get just out there eyeballing creeps. Yeah, just neighborhood watch. You know, get back into the weights. I took a few days off for the holiday. I Got to get back into slinging the uh, iron around. Get back on the treadmill. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sculpting my body. So I like that. You I like that you're still getting at it. You're the you're swinging the lead around. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm having fun with that. I'm uh, slowly building my collection. I told you I upgraded from the 35-pound uh, kettlebell to a, to a 50. Got the 50 now, slinging that big bastard around. That's fun. Trying not to pull any muscles. Good form, you know. Uh, you know what else I'm thinking about dabbling in? What are you going to do? Think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start dabbling at home first. I'm not going to go to any classes until I feel confident. But uh, I'm going to start dabbling in some yoga. I need to stretch out. I need to get loose. But
1: do not need to, need to breathe. Do not underestimate the power of stretching. It is a yeah, I man. am and I'm speaking I, and I'm not practicing myself, but yeah, that is
2: going to be good for you. I was watching a, you know, yoga for beginners video the other day and Katie walked in. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm watching yoga." She's like, "Why not just do it?" I was like, "Well, I got to do a little recon first." I gotta see what they're expecting of me before I just dive in. So, gotta find the right YouTube instructor, uh, instructor that uh, you know I feel comfortable with. So, but yeah, I'm gonna start laying around, stretching around in the uh, living room here. Try not to hurt myself. It's
1: good. I mean, it's one of those things that you might feel silly doing it, but buddy, oh yeah, you don't want to get old, like Rachel says. She's like, I don't want to be old, like one of those people that gets old and they're just stiff all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm already heading down that road. Uh-huh. I'm always same, stiff. Same here. Yeah, so i to got to keep it loose, loosey-goosey, you know? Let's get... Be a, let's to get... be a newlywed soon. I can't be all stove-up. Yeah,
1: man, you got to be uh, limber for that big night. I don't know
2: if you've... <laughs> exactly. Given the way
1: you talked about the cat, I'm not sure you've had sex before, <laughs> so we might have to have a talk about this. Maybe that's next week's episode. We're going to talk about... Uh, <sighs> Treating somebody nice and special and yeah. let the, the night be special for them.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to expect. So any advice would be welcome. All right, buddy. Cool, bud. Good catching up. You stay safe out there. Have fun in the burbs.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, look, I'm trying to look at what's going on. According to Eventbrite, everything that's close by, we had Slow Jams Industry Night. And, and then the second thing, the second most popular thing to do, is uh, an in-person support group for female trauma survivors.
2: So, huh. looks like there's probably not a lot going on. You could pull a Fight Club, kind of crash that, hang out, see what's up. I mean, that's
1: got to let them have that space.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, so there's Monday night Chicago blues jam at a restaurant called kale my name mm. something tells me that blues is not going to be reaching deep down no <laughs> not deep down into the soul the way i assume blues should blues tractor west montrose i don't know if it's out in the area but all right i'm gonna go find some trouble i'll report back
2: all right buddy Put some underwear on before you leave the room.
1: Yeah, man, I think we drip-dried that Tanactin pretty well now. I might throw another quick dust on
2: there and get out in the town. Okay, bud. All right. Well, have fun, stay safe, and uh, we'll holler at you next week, buddy. Yeah, girl. Sounds good. The Boogie Monster.
0: Network.